May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, God our strength and our redeemer. Amen. It's hell when you wake up and realise you've slept through three alarms and the people who you promised to take to the airport to catch a flight to Auckland and thence overseas have missed their flight. Have you had a moment like that where you wake up and realise that your failures have created havoc for somebody else? Sometimes I lie awake in the middle of the night remembering all those times when I have uh, failed to be awake at the time when I needed to be. I sometimes think that this uh, passage that is our gospel today, um, where it ends, sounds a little bit like it's a disaster. This, this person has been cast into prison, or and Jesus says, the same will happen to you if you don't uh, do what your father asks. And that sounds like a very negative ending to a story. But then, when I thought about it, I thought, well, Psalm 139 tells us that there is nowhere that God isn't. And then our early creeds um, try to express this as well when they say that on the day between Jesus' death and his resurrection, he went to hell and he brought those people who had not yet met him into life. So perhaps hell is that place where we confront those things which we ought to have done and have not done, and those things which we have not done that we ought to have done. And it's that place where we struggle with the fact that we have failed. And we forget that God is even there and seeks to lift us up and bring us into a place where there is reconciliation and new life. When I looked at the readings for today, my Tony Day, and saw this passage, in fact, every year that I look at it and see this passage, I think, why do those putting the lectionary together choose this gospel passage? I understand why they chose the Ephesian reading, which talks about um, those who are far off being brought close by the blood of Christ, Christ being our peace, the, the one who breaks down the dividing wall between us, who gets rid of the hostility between us. That makes perfect sense on my time day when we seek to honour the treaty and all that it means for us. And the psalm which talks about blessed unity where God's children live together. But this one about forgiveness, who is it that is supposed to be forgiven? Is it mine who should be forgiven Parker for the many things that have been done that failed to honour the treaty? Is it Pākehā, forgiving Māori for the ways in which they feel that they have been done, um, treated badly? Is it those who are from, from the present who need to forgive those who were from the past, who dishonoured the treaty in past years? Is it people who are coming newly to Aotearoa who need to forgive the people who've lived here all this time and not done a very good job of living here together? Who, who are the ones who have been spoken to for this particular day? And then I thought, well, I guess there's a sense in which all of us need to enter into this call to be forgiving people. 
we need to forgive ourselves, most importantly. Because if we don't forgive ourselves, it's almost impossible for us to step into that new life. We just stay in that hell place and rerun and rerun our mistakes. But we are called into new life. And when the treaty was written, there was the hope that this was the beginning of a new kind of life. And on our poster boards over here, we have three posters that are here particularly for this day, but have been up for the last few weeks. These two have the treaty on them, the treaty of Waitangi, and the, the one over there by Dan is the one that uh, has the uh, Declaration of Independence, which was an earlier document than the treaty. And, and it's really important in the story and the history of the truth to know what that document was about and why Māori might have wanted to enter into this treaty because um, of the declaration that had happened earlier and which was a declaration that was made and received in England. So check those out. I'm not going to retell the story of the treaty today. Those of you who don't know it, go and read it, go and listen to people talk about it, have a look at those and those posters and chat to one another. What I do want to talk about today is why today is important and what it is that our gospel reminds us that we need to do if we are to be Tangata Tiriti, people of the treaty. Māori, of course, understood this word in the context of covenant and the missionaries had talked to him about this idea of covenant in the Bible, the relationship between God and God's people, and they were very happy to have a treaty that was a covenant between the crown and the people here. We, as people of faith, have an important part to play in keeping the need for justice alive in this realm. Yesterday, at the installation of Rebecca and Richard Ackley as the new priests in charge in Newlands, David Rowe, uh, in his sermon, gave a description of the difference between justice and mercy and grace. He did, told the story of a man who went swimming at a public swimming pool, and when he came back from swimming to the locker room, he found another man there putting his clothes on, taking them out of his locker and putting on his clothes. And he said he had three choices at that point. One was justice. He could call those people who ran the, the baths or the police and hand them in. He could seek to have mercy on this chap and say, hey, those are my clothes. But if you take them off and give them back to me, all is forgiven. Or he could say, wow, you look really good in those jeans. That t-shirt looks good on you too. It matches your colouring. And, and there's, a, there's a jacket there too. It'll go really well. And what size are your feet? Those shoes might fit too. In a sense, all three of these are needed as we face into what it means to be people of the treaty. And in a sense, for me, all three of those, those descriptions cover what I understand to be justice. Because justice is much more than just uh, a kind of tit-for-tat payment. It's about seeking the good of all. So justice and mercy and grace, all three are needed. One of our parishioners, um, Jim Traylor, has written a piece that was published yesterday in uh, a publication called Business Desk. 
Uh, it's uh, a reflection on work that is being done in Poirua. Just going to look it up. It's, uh, it begins with her recalling a very unfortunate um, incident that the Anglican Church was involved in back in the day when Ngāti Tua gave some land on Hitirea, the sacred mountain, for a school to be built. And the school never really got built. And so after a, a piece of time, Ngāti Tua said to the Anglican Church, well, how about you give the land back to us, or we'll for the usage of it back to us, and we'll do something else with it. And the Anglican Church didn't. And so Ngāti Tua decided to go to um, the courts to seek justice and under the treaty um, declared that this land was theirs and, and for it to be returned to them. But unfortunately the ruling was that the treaty was a nullity. And so not only was this land not returned, but this terrible harm, this terrible offence was made against Ngāti Tōra. And the Anglican Diocese of Wellington at the moment is in a process with Ngāti Tua for reconciliation around that hurt that was done in those times. Jim speaks a little bit about um, that event, but then she goes on to talk about um, the work that is being done now in Korea with Ngāti Tua and the Council and the Crown, looking at ways to use public land to build housing. And it seems to me that that is a perfect example of what the treaty calls us to today. We can't go back in time and change what was done. We can be deeply sorry for it. We can note what happened and choose to take that as an inspiration to do better. And we can choose to keep having the conversations with one another that call us to wake up so that we're not stuck in a hell of not being in proper relationship with one another. But that we allow God to wake us and lift us up and point us in the direction of new life. We can choose to move forward with mercy and grace, the kind of justice that is about wholeness and newness of life. And so like the Ephesians, we can hear the word of God speak to us to say that Christ is our peace. If we keep coming back to our Christ, he will resource us to be people who seek to live with one another, to share those things that we have that our differences, our riches, the richness that we can share with one another, to break down the dividing walls and hostility between us, and to be reconciled so that we can receive from one another the gifts that we have. We can seek to be Tangitatiriti, to live in this land in ways that honour our backgrounds, in ways that step forward into the future, in ways that honour the people who are to come. And to seek to listen to that still small voice which calls us to live together in unity. Amen.